Welcome to the Gateways Beyond Cyprus podcast, featuring weekly teaching from our discipleship training school. For more information, please visit us online at gbcy.org. That's good news. Is that good news? Hallelujah. Thank you. Hey, turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. I have some thoughts to encourage us this evening. For those who are visiting, you know, every year during the school term, our, the theme, we have a verse or, you know, a theme of focus for the year. I want to speak out of, begin out of this, just to tie in everything. <coughs> Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2, I'll read it. If then, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Thank you, Lord. It's conditional. It's an invitation, but it's conditional. If then you were raised with Christ, then seek those things which are above. It's not seek those things which are above from a perspective of living on the earth. If then you were raised with Christ, it doesn't say, <laughs> it doesn't say if you are a born again believer living on the earth, wretched life, just difficult struggles, if then the condition of seeking those things which are in Christ, which are above, is this. If then you were, say it with me, raised with Christ. Thank you, Lord. I want to inspire our hearts tonight with great expectation in order that we position ourselves in the right place at the right time with our hearts and our minds and our eyes and our gaze lifted to the things which are above. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If then you were raised with Christ, this is not, tonight is not going to be a seven steps to Seeking those things. It was just a stirring, a rumbling in my heart. So I may say a verse, for those, for the, for those who are not familiar, I may say a verse or a phrase 20 times until I get it out of my bones. If then you were raised with Christ, then seek those things which are above. This is a conditional invitation, but all of us qualify for this condition. In this gathering of saints, in this gathering of believers, all of us qualify to position ourselves in this amazing, glorious place. Not just being born again and living where, I, where you come from, Frederick, Maryland. Is that, where you, is that where you live? And now I'm in Cyprus and now I have to look up to find God. This is not the invitation. If you were, what is the word? If you were, if you were, Jonathan, 
Everybody, if you were raised. That's right. If you were raised with Christ, then seek the things which are above. It is, a, it is an invitation to find the mysteries, find the things that are hidden for this hour, for this time, and it's only for those people who have been raised with Christ. Thank you, Lord. You can be a believer. I don't know if this works theologically. I'll let GTS director deal with this later. But you can be a believer and not be raised with him. Because when you are raised with him, everything changes. When you are raised with Christ, everything, your landscape, your horizon, your vision, your view, everything around you looks different, feels different, and is different. Thank you, Lord. So this invitation is to believers, and it's a challenge in the multitude, in the company of a multitude of saints who are fully in the salvation knowledge of Christ. He's challenging us. If you are raised with him, then seek those things which are above. There is a mode of Christian life that can be normal, and it's fine. You may or may not show up in heaven. By his grace, we pray that all of us will. Amen. But within this company of believers, the invitation is you're a believer. Yes. But are you raised with him? If you are, seek those things which are above where Christ is. I'm not only saved. The transaction of salvation is not only he came from heaven to earth to show. Why are you laughing at me? It's not only that he came, but after he came, he raised me up to where? Where Christ is. Wherever he is, there we are right now. In this place of equality with Christ through salvation, he says, seek those things which are above. We have access to the things which are above in him because we have been raised with him and we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. If we look to our left, you should see God. Verse 2, set your minds now on things above, not on things of the earth. Not on the earth, not on things that are carnal. The invitation for us is those from the company of believers. He's asking, are you raised with me? You know me, but have you been raised with me? If you are raised with me, then set your minds on things above. Not only is it an invitation, but if you say, yes, I am raised with Christ, you have no option but to begin to search the things which are above. And not the carnal things anymore. We can't be raised one day. And lowered the other day. There is no ladder. There are no angels going up and down. You're either there or you're here. Let's read it together. If then you were raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above. Sit. Not only seek. Once you find it. Where he is, what does it say? Set your mind. 
Meaning our minds are forever connected, set, rooted on those things. And we begin to live out of this renewed reality of salvation of being seated with him in heavenly places. Why is this important? Because it's this place of being raised with him and seated with him that we begin to see things on the earth very differently. Where we begin to have confidence to pray for a nation or an island. Where we begin to have confidence and courage to believe that the nations of the earth can be saved. Where we begin to have courage to get a greater assignment from God, which is much beyond what we think we can do. If our life as believers is merely I'm saved, I'm trying to find what I'm going to do with my life. That's the poor, one of the poorest expressions of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you have been, if you've been saved, you're raised with him, then seek those things and set your mind on things above, not on. When we're in this place, this elevated place with Christ, we begin to get visions for nations. We begin to believe for things that are unseen on the earth. That's what that's a verse that Remy read earlier, right? That at this time, he may reveal, what is it, Remy? The manifold wisdom of God may be revealed by the church to powers and prayer. Things that have been hidden and kept for now, God may reveal to us in this moment. And that is lost in the searching, in the mere searching of our, what is my life going to be? Oh, there's something so much greater for us. If we get to this place of faith and hope and expectation of the salvation of the whole world, you will find your destiny in it somewhere. If we have the courage in this elevated place, sitting with Christ, we have the counsel of the Lord for the nations of the earth. You know, for years we have been praying for the north and south of this island to be un- reunited. We don't, there are many ramifications naturally. It's not, a di- it's, it's a, it's not an easy message for, us, for, the, for the, the people of Cyprus. But we know we're, we, we've, we've heard and seen something in this raised place with Christ. And we say, yes, God. And we were in Geneva. We planned it. When did we plan this? A year ago, we planned to, last year, 2016, January, we planned to go back this January, 2017, January. And it was the same weekend that we were going to Geneva, Matt and I and our two other two leaders, coming to Geneva for our yearly leadership meeting for our ministry, that the president of Cyprus with a company of his uh, leadership were in Geneva talking about the reunification of this island. These things are not accidental or happenstance, we are partnering with God because we've seen something in that realm that is not naturally understood or comprehended. If you were raised with Christ, set your minds on things above. And when you set your minds on things above, you'll begin to think differently. You'll begin to expect differently. You'll begin to hope differently. Thank you, Lord. I want to be raised with him. This is a theme verse for our school. But we want to speak this over the island. We want to be raised with Christ in this season. So we may hear and see and feel the things that are close to his heart. The counsel of the Lord so we can respond rightly to him.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, the, the contention, there's a great, there's great demand in our social, normal social culture for normal things, carnal things, which want to have preeminence, which want to have a stronghold in the way we think. True? I'm not just talking about sinful things. I'm talking about normal things, the way we think. There's a stronghold, a mentality of a way of life. I'm a father of four children. I'm thinking about their future. I want to know what, not merely in in the natural path of of being successful in their lives. I want to hear, God, what what do you have for my son? What do you have for my daughter? And when I hear that, I want to set my mind on those things. The destiny for our lives come from this place of seeking the Lord. Of being raised with him to be seated with him. Not wading through the emotions and the feelings and the, I have these three things ahead of me, I don't know what to do. There's a great demand for things that are temporal to have a grip in the way we even process or think about our normal life. Well, there's an invitation for us in this season. Come on. Come on. Be raised with Christ to see things completely different. In politics, in society, education, any sphere of life. Attention between the things of the earth and the things of heaven. And even the things of heaven may not be displayed or expressed rightly if we're not raised with him. I'll say that again. The things that are near that are in the heart of God may not even be expressed rightly by us who are his followers if we are not raised with him. Because there's a way to love that is up here that's very different from the way we love down here. When we get up here, every response of our life is filtered by the love of Christ. Anything short of it, in any situation, any circumstance, any question that demands your response, if you're seated here, do you know what's the single filter for you, for us? It's the love of God. Why do we pray for nations? Why do we want these things that we've seen for Cyprus and the Mediterranean and this region? Why are we praying for these things? You know why? In Revelation, turn with me. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Revelation eleven fifteen. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying this. You ready? The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. The reason that we are praying for Cyprus, the reason that we pray for the Middle East, the reason that we pray for the nations of the earth is that we have been raised with him and we have seen what is to come. And from this glorious eternal hope, we can cry out for the nations of the earth because we know we're going to get there and I want to be a part of getting us there. All the things, this is international. It's not just American news, it's international news. With Trump being the president and the march 
for a women's march, and then there was a march for life, and the inauguration. There's so much dialogue and commentary, not just in America, but across all the nation. Everyone is pitching in. Well, this is what we do. The kingdoms of the world have become the kingdoms of our God. And he shall reign forever and ever. This is why we have the confidence to pray for the salvation of the nations of the earth. I don't know what Trump is going to do. I don't know how he's going to behave and respond to things. But I know that we are all moving towards the salvation of the nations of the earth. I don't want to get caught up in the carnal things in these days especially Everybody is drawn into the web of political mindset to believe one thing or the other and be condemned or criticized. That's not our portion. Our portion is, if then you were raised with Christ. That's where we're going to live in this season. We're going to live in this season. We're going to live above, exalted above the counsel of the world. We want to get the counsel of God. And it is saturated and permeated in the love of God. Nothing else. We're seeking these things because we know his rule and reign is going to come to the nations of the earth. As we seek him, the psalm I read, when our praises go up, what happens? Then the earth shall yield her increase. Are you with me? When we begin to get this higher perspective, this higher way of living... We begin, God begins to reveal, we begin to see the revelation of the kingdom of God on the earth. And the revelation of the kingdom of God on the earth is not just so that we would have a good time right now and I would get the blessings and the things and the prayers answered for my own life, but that he will come and take over and rule and reign in the nations of the earth. So our praise and worship tonight has clear, tangible connection to his, to Revelation eleven fifteen, The kingdoms have now become the kingdoms of our Lord. In that day, we were going to stand up and say, I was in Cyprus. When Cyprus becomes his kingdom, we're going to say, I was in Cyprus. I'm a part of that. He's going to say, all who were in Cyprus ever And all who worship the Lord on the island of Cyprus, stand up. I want to stand up. Because I saw this. All of life. There's so many signs of this, even in the natural. When for rain, we're calling for rain, natural rain on this island. Unprecedented snowfall. The sun shines on on the oceans and the rivers. And the water has to evaporate. Then the rain comes. I want the Son of God to shine in my heart. And I want every offering of worship and adoration and praise and thanksgiving to be lifted up because I know something is about to happen. And I am a part of that. Every night, every time, every devotion, every conversation in your rooms, in your homes about the Lord. Every act that we live as believers Raised with him is a part of this of this gathering of the prayers. Of the, our prayers are not just vocal, it's our lives. Lived before him become an offering. And we become the, the angels. What does it do? Remy, you read it, right? In the beginning? 
Revelation, was that the same Revelation? Same uh, chapter? 8-4. Oh, let's read that. Remy didn't know this. Remy didn't know this. Look, I'll show you. You see these arrows? Arrow going up, arrow coming down. Arrow going up, arrow coming down. Do you see that? Those are just my thoughts in the afternoon. And Remy started this evening with Revelation 8.4. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended. Everyone say ascended. Ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar. And what did he do? He threw it to the earth. Woo! There is an expectation, an earnest eagerness. Even in the angelic host, they're not going to just gently pour it and let the river flow. They're going to gather it because they've been waiting. Because they live with it around him. They don't have a choice. And this is the same place that he's calling us to be raised with him. That we would have the same expectation. You feel it? The angels have been waiting. When they get it, it says the angel gathered it in his hand and threw it to the earth. You know what I want to do? Because I know this is going to happen. I want to throw my worship to him. I want to throw my praises to him. I want to throw my devotion. I want to throw my my every my expectation, my desire for my life and my future. How am I going to live? What's my future going to be? Who am I going to get married to? How many children will I have? I want to throw And he's going to throw, okay, you're going to have three children. (laughs) Everything that is lifted up to the Lord connects to the eternal purposes of God. Let's say that again. Everything that is lifted up to the Lord gets connected to the eternal purposes of God would have been enough for him to save us and leave us here and said, hang tight. I'm going to come back. I'd be happy with that. True. Who else would be happy with that? That's, that's good enough for me. I'll hang on. I'll, it's coming. I'm going to hang tight. He wants to see this. That which is lifted up from the earth. Set your minds on things above. You've been raised with him in this place. When we are raised, when we live in this place with him, we begin to get connected to the eternal purposes of God. And the eternal purposes of God is not, cannot be contained with just within me. It is it's all around me. That's why we had the courage to pray for a whole nation. Who are we? Nobody. I connected my heart to the eternal purposes of God years ago. Thank you, Lord. And I'm seeing things that I shouldn't see. I'm feeling things that I shouldn't. I'm I'm hearing things that I shouldn't hear about the great and awesome plan and purpose of God for the earth. That the kingdoms of the earth has become. I've heard this declaration in my heart and in my spirit the kingdoms of uh, of the earth have become not will be it's not a prayer it's a declaration by the angel after it happened i feel this reverberating in my, my heart 
and I want to align my heart and my life to this, that I want to part in that. I want to, when he, when that angel gets up and says, the kingdoms have become, I want to go, woo, like, like you were going, woo, woo, yes, yes. God has taken me and my family. I want a part of the inheritance of that land. The angel is going to say, and Ethiopia has now become, woo, woo, ah. Angel's going to say, now Egypt has become the king. I went there. I was there. Right, Remy? Moses went up and grabbed a hold. He saw the eternal being of God. He felt his nearness. And he saw the greater purposes of God for his life. And not just for his life. When you get there. When you're living in this place or when you have this encounter at this place that's raised with him, you begin to see things in a larger scale beyond yourself. He began to hear things for a whole nation, generations, generations after him. Jesus went up daily before the disciples woke up. Daily up on the mountain. He wanted to get the eternal perspective of heaven for his life. The disciples, when they waited, he said, you could have waited in any room, but they had to wait in thee. And there's a reason we call this Fotiastovuno. This is an elevated place. There's something about this high place, physically and spiritually. There's something about it throughout his, the his, his biblical history. We see something different about high places, naturally and spiritually. And we're here, gathered together. Thank you, Lord. And every time things are lifted up, whether we come up, come up here. Isn't that what the angel said? In Isaiah, come up here, come up higher. I'm going to show you. Some things you've never seen before. Thank you, Lord. Ascetic monks, sages, throughout centuries, do you know where they go to find the Lord? Up on a mountain somewhere. We were in Ethiopia many years ago, four, five years ago maybe, six years ago, I don't even know. We went up on a mountain to pray and we met this Orthodox priest, an ascetic priest. He has been there for 10 years. He left the ministry in the, of the church normal. He came up to this mountaintop. He said, I've been here for 10 years searching for God. And when he heard a few of us playing on, an, on a guitar and Gwen was playing her whistle, playing her whistle, and we we're beating on a djembe, little did we know that we had connected with the eternal purposes of God for this one man who's been there for 10 years. And that day, that in that moment, he gave his life to the Lord. And we asked him, I'll get on the story. We asked him, what's your name? He said, Brahani. Means his light. And we were rejoicing he got saved. Long story, maybe I'll tell this full story later. Literally 30 seconds after he got saved, <laughs> We hear a walkie-talkie and a policeman walking towards us. Reuben goes up to him and starts to talk. And he heard the sound of djembe and guitar and whistles. 
There's a reason they won't let me play this is here. This policeman heard the same sound that the priest heard just 10 minutes ago. He came down towards us. He said, my family, I was a believer when I was a child, and I walked away from the Lord all my life, and something drew me to the sound that I was hearing. In 10 minutes of talking to him, he rededicated his life to the Lord. You know what his name was? Rahani, his light. Both representing the sacred and secular way of life. Both in a place of authority, God is able to do in a minute if we can be raised with him. I want you to hear this verse from Revelation. The kingdoms have become. So we can encourage the prayers. Lord, let it be. Let it be for this hour. Everything that is lifted up connects to the eternal purposes of God. Luke, in Luke 24, there's this account of when, of the third day, when Jesus was resurrected from the grave. Over the last last few months, my mind has been set on this passage of the day of resurrection. Usually something we think about during Easter, you know. Turn with me to Luke 24. Luke 24, verse 19. This is on the road to Emmaus. The two disciples are talking to Jesus now. And in the story, Jesus comes to these guys and says, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and and you look sad? And then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God. They missed it all together. He had asked them a question before crucifixion. At the end of his time, his ministry, who do you say? It was important for them to get this revelation from God. Peter was the only one who got up and said, you're Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And what did, what did Jesus say to him? Peter, you got it. No one has revealed this to you in the horizontal. No one can have this except that it comes from my, except that it come from where? This, this place that is not here. It's not available through any wisdom of man to get this revelation. And these two guys, after Jesus' death and burial, they're hearing some rumors that the women had gone that morning and you know, the, the storm was rolled away and the angel said he's not here. Blah, blah, blah. They come back and these two guys are walking to Emmaus. I don't know what they're going to do in Emmaus. Maybe they're looking for Jesus. Is this true or not? And Jesus walks with them and he says, haven't you heard of the prophet who was here? There are signs and wonders and miracles. There's a revelation of Christ that comes from this place of being seated with him. These were, these two guys in this account were 
believers in Jesus Christ. They believed in their heart and they confessed with their mouth. They were believers in him. But they believed that he was a prophet. When we are seated with him as believers, we get the full picture, the full dimension of Christ, who he is in our lives. He says, they said in verse 20, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was that, that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. We were really hoping. Does that sound encouraging to you at all? They lived with him for three years, walked with him, heard him teach of all these profound prophetic things that are, that are to happen. But they weren't lifted. They weren't raised with him. He, they said, we were hoping that it would be him. But this day was the greatest day in the history of mankind. Together with the day of crucifixion, together with the day of Pentecost. This day, sandwiched in between these two things, this day was so significant because this day broke the division of heaven and earth. This day that they were walking on to Emmaus and the stranger appeared to them. He appeared to them not to be like son of David anymore. For the first time, Jesus was now revealing himself in the eternal form of God. Which was so foreign to him that in the account it says a stranger, a stranger. A stranger walked up and began to talk to us. And they said, are you the only stranger? The eternal Godhead manifests in in this eternal body. This day divided, this day removed the separation, marked history and removed the separation between the things that are earthly and the things that are spiritual. In this day, as he walked on the, on, the, on the face of the earth, eternity was now walking beside them. It was, he was a stranger because they had never experienced the glory of God and the eternal nature of God like this before. They knew about him. They kind of liked him. They hoped in him. They thought he was a prophet, but they had never seen the full eternal nature of God. And that day he was walking with them. And for the first time in this account, when they got to the, the people's house, Jesus pretended to walk on. You know why? Because for the first time, they said with their mouths. They constrained him saying, abide with us. On this day that removed the separation between heaven and earth. These disciples, even without them knowing the full context of what's going on, they said they were inspired because later we hear, weren't our hearts burning 
when he was talking to us. We didn't know what was going on. Something was happening on the inside of us. To the point that when they reached their home, they uttered this word, this phrase to him. Come and abide. He was erasing the separation and allowing for the first time the abiding presence of Christ to dwell in our hearts through faith. Our first confession to Jesus in history is, come abide with me. Come abide. This was not possible before. This was the very thing. He said, I have to go so that the spirit of God, what is the promise can come and abide and live inside of me. And this, the first response to resurrection was from humans, from us, was come And they came in, in the story we know, he came in, they sat down for dinner, they still didn't know who he was. Until, what did he do? You know how bread is broken in in Hebrew culture? It is lifted up to heaven. Did you do it last night? Baruch Eloheinu melech When this bread was lifted up to heaven for the first time, revelation came into their hearts. When he lifted up this bread to heaven, it connected this offering to the eternal reality and purpose of God. And he was revealed in their hearts for the first time. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, it's not merely provisions for our natural life. It is the revelation of Christ to be broken so that we may know him right now. And on this day of the resurrection, revealing his resurrected nature, he lifted up the bread, which is what? His body was broken for us, which is what? The church that it was broken for. In this moment, he was lifting up us to the Lord. Through the offering of his brokenness. And when he did this, the revelation of eternity flooded their hearts. The revelation of this stranger became, it's you. On that day, earth and heaven were no longer separate. On that day, carnal and spiritual were no longer separate. There was access boldly to be before his throne of his. On that day, human and divine were no longer separable. On that day, that which is temporal and fleeting had access to that which is eternal. And it says at the end of this account, we'll, we'll end here. At the end of this account, they, so, and they told about things that had happened on the road as they were telling of the story. To the disciples. Or what happened with Jesus and he broke bread. And it says at the end. And how he was known to them. In verse 35. How he was known to them in the breaking of bread. When he broke bread in, with them in their company. He revealed eternity to them. Ecclesiastes says this. That he's hidden eternity in their hearts. This is why. When Jesus, in his eternal being, was speaking to them, their hearts were burning. Because from 
the beginning of time, God had hidden eternity in their hearts. That at this point, when Jesus, the eternal being, was speaking to them, their hearts began to burn. This eternity, which was hidden in their hearts, was now resounding, responding. We don't know what's going on, but there's something that's happening when this man is talking to us. When he broke this bread, they knew it was the eternal Christ. Risen from the dead, victorious over death and sin and the grave. Walking through walls and doors. And on this day, eternity was no longer hidden in their hearts. On this day of revelation of who he was when he broke bread, eternity was no longer, I want to declare this over you. Eternity is no longer hidden. Eternity is no longer, Ecclesiastes 3 does not fully apply to you who have been raised with Christ. There's a big difference. Do you want to be raised with him? Do you want to be raised with him? We're going to be on either side. You can be like the disciples. They were his disciples thinking he was a stranger. It's strange. I don't get it. I don't know. Or you can be on the other side of this revealing of the eternity of God so that what was resounding in their hearts can have full shape and form and affinity to heaven. I want to declare, stand up to our feet. For this year and for this season ahead together, Every day as we gather together, every Saturday as we gather together as a corporate body here, every Sunday as the church gathers on this island, I want to declare for us, eternity is no longer hidden. Eternity is no longer hidden. Eternity, the eternal things of God are no longer hidden, but they are to be revealed by the church to powers and principalities. They are to be known and revealed by the church to powers and no longer is eternity hidden in your hearts. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Come on. I see this. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Let's ask him right now together. God, open up the eternal things of God. In this season, as we who have been raised with Christ set our minds on things, those things which are above, we want to see the full fashion and form of the eternal Christ, the Son of the living God. I want to live in the reality of the declaration of Peter. You are Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of the living. I want to live in this reality. I want to live in this reality. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I want it. Thank you, Lord. I connect my heart. Let's say this together. I connect my heart to the eternal purposes in heavenly places. I connect my heart to eternity. I connect my mind to eternity. I connect my hopes to eternity. I connect my own destiny to eternity. I take my fears and I throw it into eternity. Eternity is no longer hidden for me. Eternity is no longer 
hidden for me. For I have been raised with Christ. And I am now seated with him in heavenly places. Therefore, eternity is no longer hidden, but revealed in me. Come on. We can give the Lord a better shout than that. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this evening, God. We thank you for the phenomenal, profound access that we have past all things that are temporal, carnal, and earthly. We have been raised and we're seated with him, Lord. Tonight, I ask for the outworking of the eternal purposes in each of our lives, for your families, for your future, to begin to manifest through dreams and visions, earnest expectation, hopes and desires. No longer are we orphans, but we have become his own. Thank you, Lord. I bless every person here, and I bless every family and, and, that you represent. I bless every church that you represent, every sphere of influence, even the place that you were working before you came here and or are working right now. I ask for the revelation of the glory, the eternal purposes of God to be revealed because of the sound the kingdoms of this world have become. I bless you tonight. Beshem Yeshua HaMashiach. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said. Amen. Amen.